What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week, we are coming at you with, yet again, one of Brooke's picks, because he's been killing it in the fucking trivia at the end of our episodes. <laughs> well, not entirely. You have helped me uh, a couple times, but... That's true. I think I, I gave you that last one. You did, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a nice guy. You are, you are. You are. <laughs> I don't uh, complain. <laughs> you better not. No one will be listening anyways. <laughs> Uh, why don't you tell the people what we're uh, talking about this week? So we are talking about uh, 2017, I think it came out. Yeah. Um, it Comes at Night. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interested <laughs> to hear your thoughts on this movie. Yeah. Actually, I'm really interested. Mm. And uh, whenever you picked it last week, I'd said that I've seen it before, but I must have been thinking of something else because while I was watching it, I was like, yeah, I've definitely not seen this. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's always one that has like popped up and I've wanted to watch and I've just never gotten around to it, apparently. Mm. But I like I could have swore that I've seen it. But yeah, upon watching it, I was like, yeah, no, definitely haven't. Cool. So it was the first time for both of us. Nice. (laughs) um yeah i think like the reason i picked it uh there's some guy popped up on like tiktok and it's like five netflix movies that like horror movies that like have like a crazy like twist or like don't make sense or something like Mm -hmm. that i don't know and this was on it and well we'll we'll get into maybe if if that guy was right or wrong but (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, before we hop into this, what have you been up to? Uh, not too much, actually. I've been watching a lot of TV more than movies, so okay. I haven't really watched any movies. Well, I've watched a few movies, but nothing uh, too crazy. Um, watched, uh, finished One Division today. Nice. Watched the uh, last episode. Um, it's good, man. Uh. Really good show. I don't think they're doing any more, but I mean, it could be wrong. I heard that someone posted that today. I think, yeah, it was Chuck, actually. He posted like a mm. meme and it said that yeah. there's no more after the season's over. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. Like, I yeah. kind of want more. <laughs> yeah, like I think it just did it to kind of like set up, um, I guess, the next phase maybe. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, and then we watched a documentary kind of it was only like an hour and 15 minutes but uh it was called framing britney spears oh how is that i want to watch it It was it was good man um like i've always liked britney spears like she's had some really big hits and like her whole thing like with shaving her head and stuff like they they talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. but like there's one thing that like, i had no idea like was a thing and apparently it's still happening. Like I won't ruin it for you. It, like if you're going to watch it, but like, yeah, like I had no idea that this was happening to her. Like and the, the shit with her dad. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's fucking like, insane. Like I had no idea about it. And like, there's like a podcast of these girls who just like, uh, deep dive into her Instagram because like she, they think that she's like sending messages. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really interesting, man. 
yeah, I want to check it out. I'll I'll see if Sarah wants to watch it on one of my days off. I've I've heard like good things about the documentary, and I mean her whole story. Like, I don't know. I've never been a fan of her music because I don't listen to pop music or anything like that. But I mean, everything that she's went through, from what I've seen from reading like mm-hmm. articles and shit like that, like her story is fucking insane, man. It like it's so sad what she's had to go through in her life, and like nobody yeah. knew about it until like the past couple of years, really. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, yeah. And then the only movie I watched this week was a movie that has been on my list for a few years now. Um, and Bettina and I finally sat down and watched it. And, uh, that is the big sick. Um, Oh, was that uh, Steve Carell? No, uh, has a Kumail Nanjiani, um, Ray Romano's in it. That's who. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like based on Kumail's like real life. Um, and it's a really fucking good movie. Uh, so super funny. Um, yeah, definitely recommend checking it out. I really enjoyed it. And so did Bettina. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've watched. All right, man. Pretty boring week. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I have to one up you though. Mine was even worse. Fuck. Was it? Oh shit. Dude, I don't know what I've done for the past week, but like I sat down and thought about it and I was like, okay, I've watched literally one fucking movie. Yeah. Um we've watched one episode of Yellowstone. Yeah. Uh I started this like docu-series on Netflix the other day while I was playing my Switch called Surviving Death, I think it was called. Okay. And it's basically just about like people who have died and came back to life. And like, they're talking about the experience that they had. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's all right. I don't know. I thought it was going to be a bit more interesting than it is, but I mean, the concept's cool. Uh, yeah. And other than that, like, I I honestly don't know what the fuck I've done (laughs) since we last talked. I know me too. Uh, Like I, I barely played any PlayStation. Me either. I didn't, I didn't play any PlayStation all last weekend and it's now Friday and I've played it once this whole week. I downloaded old nightmares and played like a half hour of it last night. And that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. I started that the other night too. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I've been doing this week. I guess working and busier, but yeah Yeah. (laughs) the whole week just kind of flew by i guess it did yeah um so (laughs) i came home from work tonight and uh sarah was like kind of giving me the gears a little bit because the one episode like she doesn't listen to all of our episodes because she's not a horror fan like she doesn't give a shit about horror really yeah um but like the odd one she'll listen to here and there yeah. And the one fucking episode that she decides to start listening to was our last one, which is <laughs> which was I saw the devil. And yeah. at the st- at the start of it, I mentioned that uh, I was all out of alcohol, so I started dipping into hers. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I was barely even in the door yet. She's like, yeah. huh, listen to the start of your podcast or your last episode today." I said, "Oh yeah." <clears throat> She's like, "Yeah, uh you're drinking all my alcohol?" <laughs> well yeah i guess and uh she was also chirping you a little bit really yeah for a particular movie that you just watched for the first time ever and you didn't like it 
Dude, I've been getting so much hate on, on that. <laughs> she goes, how have I seen The Great Gatsby and Cookie hasn't? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. And she's like, and it's a fucking amazing movie. So what the hell is he even talking about? Oh, my God. Hey, I did get some backup <laughs> from uh, Dennis, uh, our patron. Um, I don't know if he was like for real, like agreed with me or just doing it to to have my back. But thanks, Dennis. I appreciate it. One love. I don't remember what he said. Uh, it was on person's post on Facebook. I think he said, oh. like, I, I agree with you or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did see that. <laughs> you guys are both stupid. Whatevs. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. We've talked about our boring ass weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking sounded like Seth from Horror Movie Crew. Yeah, we're going on skiing trips all by ourselves and yeah. opening <clears throat> up glory barns. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess now that's done, you want to head over to the content creators corner? Yes, sir. Who we got this week? This week we got our boys from fucking Porcelain Peak coming in. Nice. About time. I know. I've been waiting to play this one for a couple weeks now. Here we go. Hey, a podcast on Elm Street listeners. I'm Tone. I'm John. And I'm the boy. Internet darling Anthony. (laughs) And we are your unholy trinity of Porcelain Peak. We are a strange and scary podcast covering all things from horror to sci-fi and all of the kooky stuff in between. Yeah, and if you guys want to have your ear holes filled with all the news, trivia, fun dissections of genre topics, and all the goofy shit we decide to get up to along the way, go ahead and search Porcelain Peak to get your ear holes filled and have your brains explode like those dudes from Scanners. You can find us anywhere that you get your podcasts and on social media, including Instagram. And for additional content, you can join us on patreon.com forward slash porcelain peak for as little as $5 a month. You can get hours and hours of bonus content of the three of us goofing off. (laughs) So back to your regularly scheduled program with our favorite, favorite Canadians, Brooke and Mark. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts for a strange and scary good time and remember keep keep it creepy all right very nice yes thank you to the guys at porcelain peak for sending that in we highly appreciate it and for any of our listeners who are crazy enough to have not checked these guys out please do yourselves a favor and do so um they come out with some of the most creative episodes i think i've ever listened to um and they don't stick to one genre as you could hear in their little promo there they go from sci-fi to true crime to they even had uh camp porcelain peak last summer where they were telling like ghost stories and stuff like that um it's just always a great time every every episode yeah yeah and uh we have a little project in the future coming up with them that uh, I'm pretty excited about. Me too. Me too. All right. If there's nothing else, you want to hop into this? Yes, sir.
right, so like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about 2017's It Comes at Night. Starting off the synopsis. Secure within a desolate home as an unnatural threat terrorizes the world, a man has established a tenuous domestic order with his wife and son. Then a desperate young family arrives seeking refuge. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird way to end this end the synopsis yeah I don't like the wording of uh, the whole like a man has established a tenuous domestic order like yeah. it makes it sound like Paul is, <laughs> is like a really bad man or something well I mean, well <laughs> we'll talk about it yeah um one thing we forgot to do, though. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am drinking a Miller Lite. Hey. Because this week I was on a guest on Horror Movie Crew uh, talking about Wolf Cop. Yep. And if Josh sticks to his plan, that episode should be out by the time this drops. Yep. So head on over to uh, Horror Movie Crew and uh, check it out. We talk about uh, 2014's Wolf Cop. I'm fucking mad and jealous that I couldn't get on there for it. Yeah, we missed you. It was a good time, though. Life happens. Yeah, exactly. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm back on the whiskey tonight. Nice. Yeah, I was going to stop at the beer store on my way home after work, and I was just like, ugh, I just want to go home. Like, I know I have a liquor cabinet full of stuff. I'll I do. Dr- drink get something out of there. Um, but uh, I, I looked a little bit deeper in the liquor cabinet today, and oh. I found um, we went to Cuba maybe five years ago, and I found a bottle of Havana rum. <laughs> what? And yeah, and a bottle of this like banana liqueur that we were like obsessed with down there. I was like, Sarah, how the fuck is this still in here? She's like, I don't know. I knew it was in there. You didn't know it was in there. I'm like, why have we not been drinking this? Like, this wow. shit is amazing. That's so crazy. I got all ex- I got all excited, but I had nothing to mix it with, and I don't like rum straight. It's just not a thing that you drink straight, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely be diving into that at some point. Nice. <laughs> But anyways, back to the movie. Uh, This movie was directed by Trey Edward Schultz. Um, Very little known actor from what I could see. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's directed a movie called Waves, a movie called Krisha, which seems to have been based off of a short film that he also directed. Yeah. And he's got a TV show called Cutback that's in pre-production or post-production or one of those but it's not it hasn't been released yet so yeah that's really it yeah i think i I heard of the movie waves i feel like it was mentioned on one of the podcasts i listened to last year but uh yeah that's last year eh? well it came in 2019 but uh yeah i I don't know if it sounds familiar hmm Maybe I'll look it up. You should. (laughs) Uh, The top four build actors and actresses in this movie are Joel Edgerton, 
mm-hmm. who played Paul. And he is known for The Gift, which is a fantastic movie. It is. Um, I was going to pick that very, one uh, recently. So I haven't seen that since... Uh, like, not since it came out, because I watched it, like, maybe a couple years after, but I've only seen it the one mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I think I've only watched it once, too, but I really liked it. Uh, he was in Warrior, which, again, is a fucking fantastic movie. Yeah, we've mentioned it before. Have we? Mm-hmm. I, don't remember. I think so. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, it's got Tom Hardy in it, so... yeah. You know it's going to be good. Uh, he was in Red Sparrow with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Is that yeah, she was the actress in that, right? I've never seen it, but it looks like it. Yeah, yeah, I think it was her. And lastly, had to save this one till the end. What was he in, Brooke? <laughs> the Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like him in The Great Gatsby? No, I didn't. He was a dick. Okay. Um, but he was also in a couple other things I wanted to mention. Okay. Uh, the Thing, the remake. Yes. Yep. Um, the, the movie that shall not be named. Yes. And also another movie <laughs> that shall not be named. Uh, Bright. Oh, man. That movie's awful. It was. <laughs> so bad. I was really excited for that movie, too. Dude, they spent so much money on that movie. They did. Like, the only... like. The uh, soundtrack was really good for it. Yeah. And like the concept of it was really cool, but just the delivery of it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Any others or is that it? Uh, that's, well, he's done a lot of shit, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is Christopher Abbott. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching this, I was like, why does this guy look so goddamn familiar? Dude. Like, I was like, I feel like I've seen him in something before. Yeah. And I look at his IMDb and he's the main guy in Possessor. Yeah. And then I look further <laughs> and it's like the sinner. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit, that's him, too. <laughs> um, He's a great actor, though. Man, he is. He really is. Like, even in this movie, he's like just fantastic. Yeah. And it, it's not, he's not a name that you hear, like he's in a lot of stuff, but he's like, you don't really hear about him for whatever reason. No, no. He's kind of like, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the Tom Hardy lookalike. Oh yeah. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Fake Tom Hardy. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyways, Christopher Abbott was also in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Uh, he was in First Man, which is a good movie. Uh, a movie called Black Bear, which I think I want to watch because um, Aubrey Plaza's in it. Yeah, and... I think I... I haven't seen that movie, but... Yeah, I think I heard of that one recently. And, like, I love her. Every Anything that she's in is amazing. Yeah, yeah agreed. And uh, you already mentioned it, but he was also in one season of The Sinner. And next up is Carmen Ayogo. Ayojo? Ayogo? Ejogo? Ejogo? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, she played Sarah. She was in um, Salma, which I have yet to watch yet, but I've, I've didn't it win a bunch of Oscars? Yeah, I think it did. I, I haven't seen it yet either. 
I have a spelling mistake and it's really bothering me and my computer's being slow right now. <laughs> piss off. There we go. Uh, she was in um, Fantastic Beasts, uh, the second one. What's it, the Crimes of Grindelwood or something like that? Yeah. And she was in the first one too. Was she in the first one? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't she's look that a, far to She's been in a lot of stuff. She has. She has. And that's the problem with some of these actors and actresses. Like you just, you skim over what they've been in and then you miss a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Like Alien Covenant. Yeah. Uh, she was in True, True Detective, Detective, which I think, I'm not sure which one, probably the third season. I haven't seen that one yet. Mm-hmm. And then she was in this uh, HBO show or Showtime series called Your Honor, which I haven't oh. seen yet, but I really want to check it out because. Anything with Brian Cranston in it has to be good. Yeah. And uh, Jeff's been watching. He said it's amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's brought it up a couple times in our group chats. Um, but yeah. Cool. And lastly, I have my girl Riley Keough. And yep. she played Kim. And she is in the fantastic movie, The Lodge. Do you mean the fantastic movie Mad Max Fury Road? <laughs> also a fantastic movie. We um, won't get into it on this uh, on this pod. <laughs> Brooke hates the Lodge. If you like the Lodge, send him hate mail, please. Because I love it. Send it to that dickhead Josh, too, from HMC. <laughs> um, she is in American Honey. And I've brought this movie up a thousand fucking times, so yeah. I won't go into it again. I won't go into it again, but it's an amazing movie. Watch it. Uh, you already brought it up. She was in Mad Max Fury Road, and she was also in The House That Jack Built. Yeah. Which I have still yet to see, but you said it's really good. It was. And she was also in uh, The Devil All the Time, which came out last year, which I, I watched last year. It was really good. I don't think I've seen that one. That's the one with uh, Tom Holland. Um, uh, what was his name? Oh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on Netflix there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. Is it a horror movie? No, it's like a thriller uh, or something, isn't it? I don't know. That's that's tough. I would say it's like a horror thriller drama. Okay. I don't know. It's fucked like, up. Like a crime thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love her though. She, I think she's a great actress and I mean, the movies that she's in, you don't like it, but whatever, every other movie that I've seen her in, I've loved. So yeah. And, and she's Elvis Presley's granddaughter. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Was there anybody else in this movie that you wanted to talk to? Be- I doubt it because I think there's only two other people in it um, besides these four. There is actually. Okay. All right. Uh, so before uh, before I watched it, I was like looking at the cast in it, and I saw someone on the cast. Um, they play Stanley, and their name on the IMDb was Mikey, and I had a picture of a dog, and I was like. That's weird. It must be like just some actor like who did like one movie or something. <laughs> and so I click, just click on it now, and it's literally just the dog from the movie. Yeah. So I don't know. I've never seen that before <laughs> of them having the dog as an actor. It says like 
Mikey is an actor known for It Comes at Night. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I've never seen it on IMDb. Like, that's that's fucking yeah. awesome that he has his own and IMDb. Doesn't page. even have like a picture of his face. It's just like him from behind. <laughs> that's too funny. I love it. Uh, poor Stanley. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if I should bring this up now or if I should do it later on, like whenever we get into it. Okay. But um, I'm fucking pissed at you. Why? Uh, for something that happens at the end of this movie. At the end of the movie. Should I just bring it up now? Yeah. No, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not going to because I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty pivotal point in the movie. But uh, two things happen in this movie that each one of us hates. I'm trying to think. I mean, is the one like slow burn movies? No, no. I don't. I don't know what you're getting at. We'll just we'll just talk about it whenever we get to the parts. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I was gonna preface the whole episode with me wanting to kick your ass, but I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, let's just hop into this movie discussion, and we'll get to what I'm talking about soon enough. All right. <laughs> I'm really confused now. Uh, well, You'll understand. Okay. Well, I'm going to start off the podcast by just jumping right into the one question I have. So I finished the movie last night, driving mm-hmm. into work, and then and it's like, oh, I mean, like, you know, watched It Comes at Night last night, and I was like thinking on stuff, and I was just thinking like, what the fuck comes at night? Like, Fuck the title of this. Fuck the title of this movie. Like, nothing fucking comes at night. The only one that people that come or not come at night are people actually coming when they're having sex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's true, and like, like I said, like I thought I'd watch this, but I hadn't. Yeah. Um, But I mean, the trailers and like the main like promotional pictures that you see are of Stanley, the dog, like looking into a dark forest. Yeah. Um, like as if he sees something, yeah. which is like the, the main movie poster. And then you see, uh, grandpa bud mm-hmm. with like this black goop coming out of his mouth. And like, like I thought that this was going to be like a fucking terrifying movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. spoiler alert. It's not. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I had that in my, my, our scare section. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I know, like don't rain this right away. But I just wanted to get right to this. Like it, I didn't watch the trailer, so like I just went off like what I've heard, like on that fucking TikTok video. <laughs> it's like yeah. So I yeah. I don't know, like like I feel like we've said this about a few movies in the in like the past few episodes. Like it's not a bad movie. It's just like I don't know, like it. <laughs> nothing happens in this movie mm-hmm. it's a well-made movie but it's not a horror movie no and like in the, the horror in it is what's in the trailer apparently yeah pretty much yeah like so like i don't know this, this i was thinking this morning on the way home i was like okay like what the hell comes at night like like, is it a virus 
like is it people who are trying to attack like the family like they never really say at all like they kind of give hints as like it kind of like explain what's happening in this uh in this like atmosphere in the movie but they don't at the same time mhm yeah like you kind of get the idea that there's some sort of virus going around mm-hmm. but yeah like there's no no backstory we don't know what the fuck's happening you see one person infected right at the very beginning which is their um sarah's father bud yeah and they kill him within the first five minutes of the movie mm-hmm. um and then you don't see anybody else until mm-hmm. uh paul meets up with um will or no he doesn't he doesn't meet up with them sorry will will tries yeah, to break yeah yeah will tries to break into their house um <laughs> that's a question that i have what do you think Will was like scoping out this house? Like, do you think he knew that they were there? I don't know. Like this, this was what was like, kind of like what I liked about the movie. Like I, we're starting all this podcast weird, like, but whatever. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> I don't really care at this point, but yeah, like I, at first I, didn't know who like was like the bad guy in this like supposed to be like because Paul seems like a guy good guy like he just cares about his family will breaks into his house and then Paul like ties him up outside for like a, a day or two mm-hmm. and then like whenever okay before we get into this let's just like do a quick rundown of like the start of it so okay there's Paul Sarah and their son Justin. Uh, the beginning, their grandpa Bud is infected, has like these gross on him and stuff. And I thought that was really cool looking, like the way they made him like look sick and stuff. And yeah. then like they have like the masks and like gloves, so like you kind of like know what's happening, like like without them like telling you, mm-hmm. which is like a a good thing about this movie. I like, but also like a fault. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically the grandpa ends up dying. Well, he doesn't die. They end up shooting him and then burn his body. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say they put a pillow over his face before they shoot him, like in order to muffle the gun sound. Yeah. I found that a little weird. Like I could understand if it was like zombies and shit and they don't want to attract too much or they don't want to make too much noise to attract the zombies. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're out in the middle of woods. They haven't seen anybody and God knows how long. I just, I don't know. I, I didn't, felt like was... I, I felt like he used the pillow. So Justin didn't have to see his grandpa get his head blown off. Travis. Or is it, what did I say? Justin. I don't know. <laughs> There's not a Justin in this movie. Hold on a sec. I don't, I don't but, know where I, mean, I got yeah. Justin from, but yeah, Travis. That's a good point. Yeah, but I felt like it was just so Travis didn't have to see uh, his grandpa get his head blown off. That's a fair point. Um, I was looking up one piece of trivia before we got to the scene. Yeah. And I, I noticed 
uh, a piece of trivia that might answer your question about the movie title. Okay. Um, so director Trey Edward Schultz's simplest explanation of the film's title, which he spoke of at a screening in Chicago, is that the title came to him early on in the writing process before characters and plot were fully developed and it stuck with them. Stuck with him, sorry. He also said it can represent the need to rest, but at night, fear and anxiety can take over. I mean, yeah. I, uh, it's pretty, yeah, pretty broad answer. It is. Like, okay, yeah, you came with the name before you wrote anything. It doesn't really make any fucking sense. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has like a working title for their movies. But true. I mean, oftentimes they change it as they've as they develop a plot and a direction yeah. of where they want the movie to go. Yeah. Like, and I mean like the whole like anxieties like and stuff. Stanley I, goes to the woods on his own. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What? Sorry. I was going to say like the whole like anxiety thing of like coming in at night. It's not like during like during the movie when they're at nighttime, it's not like someone's staying awake at night so they can like, keep, keep an eye out on things. You know, everyone's sleeping like mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, whatever but the beginning of this movie did kind of give me like a quiet place vibes a little yeah. bit yeah um in the one shot what when they like kind of like slowly pan over like the picture frame did you catch anything in that picture or was it just kind of like there uh there's a painting yeah the painting yeah yeah uh Ironically enough, the next trivia <laughs> right below the one about the title. Yeah. Um, the painting featured in the movie at the beginning is titled The Triumph of Triumph of Death. So that means nothing to me really. So I don't know. That's it. I don't I don't I think we would maybe have to look into the meaning of the painting. Right. But I'm assuming maybe there's some sort of like midsummer uh um, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Like uh, Easter eggs, like or not, or not, not an Easter egg, but like a spoiler, almost yeah. like how Midsummer kind of gave up oh, okay. the whole plot of the movie with that tapestry that they show at the be- beginning right. of it. Right. Maybe. I don't know. So maybe like this movie does need another watch. Um, I mean, we both mm-hmm. bought it because it was only five dollars more than renting it, but yeah. Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, now getting yeah. into the scene where Will um, comes into their house, and uh, I think like you asked me, would you? What was it your question? If I trusted Will, if I thought he was like scoping out the oh. house before, um, like, did he know that they? Were no, there? I don't think so because like I think Will Will is my like my favorite character in this movie. Like he just seemed yeah. very genuine, and like whenever Paul has him tied up. And then he's like interrogating him to give him water mm-hmm. and he's asking him and Will's giving questions like answers right back. Yeah. But then later on in the movie, whenever Paul is asking Will, like, like where he came from, wherever he, during this interrogation, he says he's an only child. But then later on, then in the movie, he says, Oh, I had a brother. And then you got that. You got that. Flipped. Yeah. Oh, during the first interrogation, he said that they came from his brother's oh, house, which yeah. is like 80, 80 miles away. Or yeah, whatever. you're right. Yeah. 
And then later on, he says he was an only child. Yeah. But still, even like I, <clears throat> I, I liked Will's character in this. Like, yeah. The only thing that was kind of weird was that, but I think it honestly felt like just, uh, um, I don't know, like a slip of the tongue. Like he didn't, I don't know. See, I don't, I had the same feelings on him as you up until that second interrogation with the whole brother. Thing. Yeah. Cause he really tripped up his words whenever Paul was like, well, I thought you said you're an only child. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, well, well it, it's her brother, but he, he's like a brother to me. Yeah. He's my brother-in-law. And I was just like, eh, yeah, something's a little fishy. And then like the, but, it's a very end in the oh, movie. Like, I don't want to get into this right now. We'll wait a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah. I was on Will's side at the very end. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I think, I don't know, I think Paul is just the one that's crazy in this movie, but it doesn't really show that until the very end. You see bits and pieces of it coming through throughout the movie. Yeah. And if you pay attention to Will, he really notices it too. Mm. Um, Like there's scenes where he, where Paul just like kind of, goes off the handle and like you can chalk it up to, yeah, he's scared for his family. He's just trying to protect them. But like the way he goes about it, it's like very mm-hmm. much like a scary sort of like an abusive relationship with his family. Yeah. Like after, uh, whenever Stanley runs into the forest and Travis chases after him and whenever Paul finally finds yeah. him, like he fucking loses. He does. It. He flips out. And that's the first time like that I noticed it. And I like, if you pay attention to will, like he kind of looks back and he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this first interrogation scene, um, phenomenal acting by both actors, yeah. like, uh, Joel Edger- Edgerton and, um, fucking what's his name? Yeah. Christopher yeah. Abbott. Like this, scene, this is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. And it's like, it's not action packed. Like there's nothing scary going on. It's just like a true blooded fucking interrogation Mm -hmm. of a man trying to make sure that this imposter is okay to live with his family. Yeah. Yeah. But it it just seems so real and so genuine. Yeah. Cause it's like on both sides. Right. Like Mm -hmm. he asked him like 10 questions and like, (laughs) in like 10 seconds, like, and he's answering them right away. Yeah. Um, I told you before I was looking for a piece of trivia. This was the scene that I was looking looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, when shooting this scene, uh, the boom operator had to sit in a tree for half the day in order to record the audio correctly. Really? Wow. Yeah. So I'm wondering like how many takes it took. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where that like sped up process kind of came from. Like if they're just starting to get frustrated. Maybe. Yeah. Because this poor guy's hanging out in a fucking tree <laughs> for half the day. Excuse me. Um, and during that scene, too, whenever he's asking him, uh, Paul asks him, like, why'd you break into my place? And he's telling him, like, I was looking for food and water. Um, like, I didn't think anyone living there because, like, Paul says after, he's like, yeah, like, we have all the whole place boarded up except for the one door, the mm-hmm. red door. 
So it doesn't yeah. look like anyone's living there. There's a thing with red doors too. That's kind of uh, like in this movie. No, like, like a sort of mythology, I guess. Well, it, it reminded like me a, of uh, Hill House. Yeah, but I think that there's a reason why they use red doors in these instances. Hmm. Um. Anyways, we'll keep talking. But All right, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, um. Yeah. What brought up my question on if you like believed will or not is because at one point Sarah says um, like she asked Paul, like, do you think he saw the fire? Like, is that what drew him yeah. here? Yeah. Like whenever they burnt up. But yeah. So mm-hmm. that kind of made me think too. It did. It did at first, but then whenever they go and um, try and get Will's family, uh, he's like in the back and Paul's like driving and Paul like asks him like, we good? And then Will says like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. good. And then they get uh, shot yeah. at. Um, I kind of like questioned this part because like they shoot the truck a couple times and Paul is like, goes under the truck with his like gun, like pointing it out from under the truck. I was like, well, clearly the guy can yeah. see you under the truck. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like if Will... And it took Will... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and it took Will like a few seconds to get out of the truck. Like they would have been able to shoot him really. Yeah. Cause there was another guy there that Will was like beating up and then Paul just shoots him. Mm -hmm. But, and another part, (laughs) excuse me. Um, Will or Paul shoots him and Will like spazzes on him. He's like, what the fuck did you shoot him for? Like, why would you do that? And then Paul's like, what do you know him? Like, do you know this guy? And was like, no, but like, we could have asked some information, but like, in my mind, I'm thinking like these guys, this is another reason why I guess I questioned will a little bit is because a, they didn't shoot him. He was in the the bed of the truck. Like he was a clear shot. They could have easily shot him. And B, he flipped out on Paul for killing these guys. But I mean, they're shooting at you. Like what other fucking option do you have? Like if I got somebody shooting at me, yeah. I'm shooting them back and I'm, I'm not going to wait to ask questions in a scenario mm-hmm. like this. I get why he shot the, the first guy. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, and he shot him right in the ass too. The second time. I don't know if you noticed that. That was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he shoots like the dad. It was a, like a dad and a son. At, like you see when they bury them, mm-hmm. uh, but Will's like punching the kid and then Paul comes up, shoots him, obviously. And then Will freaks out again, their, their match. And Will asks like, mm-hmm. why'd you shoot him? And Paul's like, well, they were shooting us. Like, do you know him? And Will makes it like, I thought he made a good point where he's like, well, what if there's a bigger group like they're with, like mm-hmm. we don't know. That's fair. Um, I found the meaning of red doors. All right, go for it. So, A red door means welcome in an old early American tradition. If a family had a red door, a red front door, tired travelers traveling by horse and buggy would know that a home was a welcoming place to live or to rest. Hmm. Uh, They would be able to spend the night there and a red door provides protection. So that kind of contradicts like Paul, Paul's character. 
right? In a sense, but I mean, the red door is protecting him and his family. So maybe like they chose that house because it had a red door. So I it was guess. like a, a means of protection. But then if Paul saw the red or the, uh, if Will saw the red door, then he would maybe think like, oh, but I don't know. That might just be like old time, you know, thoughts. I don't know. Yeah. There's also, what does a red door mean on a church? Mm, okay. Which is basically the same sort of thing. In old Catholicism churches, in old Catholicism, churches painted the doors of a church red to represent the blood of the Christ. Passing through the door would mean that you are on holy ground, and some believe a red door protects the occupants from evil. Mm. See? Huh. I think. But. I think that's why they picked this house. Fair enough. Fair enough. Come on, yeah. man. Um, I was also thinking, like, <laughs> like the you're not having any no. of it. <laughs> um, uh, like going back, like, like we've been talking about this back and forth, Will and Paul for like half hour. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, like, Will says that he was looking for food and water, but then whenever he like lets Will go, Will says like, "Oh, we got." You know, my my wife and my son. We also have uh, goats and chickens and mm-hmm. all this. So it's like, why would you say you're looking for food and water if you have so much of it? <laughs> that was a question I had too. Like, maybe you need water, but I mean, you have food by by the plenty uh-huh. by the sounds of it. And it's like maybe there isn't like a water source like around where they are. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's pretty easy to do what what Paul and Sarah are doing. They're just pretty much boiling water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Drink goat's milk. You have goats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what'd you, what what'd you think of Justin? Uh, not Justin. Why well, keep saying Justin? I fucking even, I, I even typed know. Justin in my fucking notes. God damn. <laughs> um, what do you think? make of Travis like eavesdropping throughout the whole movie. Uh, I can, I guess I can kind of understand it. Like it's a weird, not a weird family. They're not weird, but I mean, it's a, it's a family that's imposing on your safe haven. Mm. So I guess I can, and like he's kind of like we, that's another. But he's thing not too. doing it only with like, the new family. Like he did it at the beginning with Paul and Sarah. That's true. He did. I don't know because I was just going to bring up like we don't know how long this has been going on for, like how old he was whenever this virus or whatever the fuck it is started coming out. So like, how long has he been raised to be like ultra wary of other people? So I forgot that he had been spying on Paul and Sarah too, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. And like he had this weird dream about uh, Kim too, like where she gets on top of him in bed and stuff. Yeah. That whole thing was weird to me. And like, uh, whenever, yeah, like she's downstairs, like just like having coffee or something. He comes down and mm-hmm. it's like he was like waiting for her to hit on, on him. And like she asked him like how old he is. 
and he says he's 17 yeah. and then like I, don't, I thought it was really weird I almost thought that they were going to have a little bit of a thing. Me though. too. And then like whenever outside, like, whenever Sarah is, I think she's like pumping water or something. And like uh, Travis yeah. is just like staring at her. Mm-hmm. And like that scene in the kitchen too, because like he has that dream where she gets on top, like he's laying in bed mm-hmm. and she gets on top of him and she kisses him. And then he, ends up having like that black sludge shit like in his mouth. Yeah. And then he like jumps out of bed and he goes downstairs and she's down there sitting at the table yeah. and like they're having like a friendly conversation but it's like borderline flirtatious. Yeah. It was And then she like she like kind of leans back in her chair to like stretch or something and she catches him staring at yeah. her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, he's 17, like you you understand. Yeah, and I feel but like then, like I feel like that was like a sign that's like, okay, maybe like they this virus has been going on. Like they've like they've lived in the woods now for like maybe like a year or so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe she's all for reproducing. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Uh there was one thing that made me laugh out loud during this. Um it's the exact way that every dude tries to initiate sex with their girlfriend. <laughs> oh, which was it? Whenever uh, Kim or Sarah was like laying in bed reading, and then Paul is like, just like puts his head like on her leg, oh, and then like kisses her yeah. leg and like touches her leg, and then just like moves <laughs> the book away. I was like, that's exactly how it's done. <laughs> um what did you make of the whole not the very ending but the like whenever andrew the the son of will and uh kim is like in that bed bedroom like alone like did you think he like walked in there like sleepwalking or do you think he because they the dog comes back at some point and it's they say it's infected, but you never see the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. As it's infected. Well, the dog's like laying on the floor, like wheezing and gasping, and there's like fucking blood everywhere. Oh, I fucking must not have. I must have been typing up at that point. I didn't see. I didn't see that. Yeah, like that's the one scene that I said that you hate that you would have hated. Oh, I did make a note too that like. Man, I've watched way too many movies in the past like month where dogs get killed. <laughs> Dude, and that's what I'm saying too. Not the dogs, though. <laughs> Something else. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Right. You hate me for that? Um, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> man, there's been so many movies that you've picked or suggested in the past like month where this happens. And I'm just like, you motherfucker, another one. And even like the dog dying, I was uh, like, fuck, man, like another dog. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, and the scene with the dog, it's like, so what happens? Uh, like, we kind of made mention of it earlier, but Stanley, the dog, sees something in the woods or hears something in the woods, and then he just fucking bolts. Into yeah, he the woods. bites Paul. And yeah, and then Travis chases after him, and then Will. F- follows Travis and finds him and he's like got his gun ready and everything like that. And then Paul comes up and he's fucking losing his mind on Travis. But then like, we don't see the dog anymore. 
Travis says he swore he saw something out in the woods, <clears throat> but then like they just go back to the house mm-hmm. and then the next day or two night, di- two nights later, whatever Travis hears something coming through the, the red door and he goes and gets Paul and Paul goes down and finds the dog. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, like, I don't know if it's like a foyer or something, but it's almost like a double door, yeah. like with like a, a little room in between them is what it mm-hmm. seems like. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and then you see the dog laying on the floor, and it's like there's fucking blood everywhere, mm-hmm. and you can tell that it like dragged itself in or something dragged yeah. it in. But we still don't know like what happened to the dog. Like, did something bite it? Did it yeah. like did it find an infected person and it like licked it or something like that? Like, we never see anybody other than this family infected. No, exactly. And like, that's one of the biggest fucking gripes I have with this movie. Yeah. Like I'm all for movies that like make you think and like slow burn movies, you know this, but like we need some sort of explanation in a movie yeah. like this. You can't leave everything up to interpretation. Yeah. And like, they kind of do tell you a little bit like, uh, whenever Will and Paul, I think are driving to, or around that scene, Paul asks Will, like, oh, so, like, what's the city like? Is, like, is there people? And Will says, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I didn't see anyone. We just, on the main road, we, like, got off the main road and, like, just stuck to the woods. So, like, you, yeah. you, you, like, get a glimpse that there's, like, not many people around anymore. Yeah, because he said that they drove 80 miles and they didn't see anybody. yeah. yeah. And then uh, Paul flips on him whenever those two guys were shooting yeah. at him. Yeah. He's like, you just told me that you drove 80 fucking miles and you didn't see anybody. We've barely drove 10 and we've had this happen. <laughs> um, so I think, I don't know, man. Because they, the dog dies, comes back. They... They're like meeting in this room and like the, at the dinner table and trying to figure out like what happened because Travis says that the door was open when he went down. And this is like the confusing part to me, but it's locked all the time. And the only one yeah. that has the key, they say this in the movie, is Paul and he has it on a necklace on himself. And he says, yeah. the only one that has it is me. Or Sarah might have it. And if the door is mm-hmm. open and then Tra- uh, Travis says, well, I found Andrew in the bedroom. Maybe he did it. And it's like, and then Kim says, like, kind of like has a look like, are you fucking crazy? It's like a four year old kid. How is he mm-hmm. going to unlock a door? But then it's like without a key. Yeah, without a key. Like, does he fucking sneak into the bedroom and take the key? I don't think so. But it's no. like, how does he get infected? Or is he even infected? I mean, you kind of think he is. But you don't know. I think, I think You he think is. he was? At the yeah. end? Yeah, I think he was. So it's like, okay, how does he get infected? In the first, because he wouldn't be able to open the door. If he did, he got infected by the dog, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the assumption yeah. would be, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, they decide, or Paul decides. See, I might be going in left field here. Yeah. Do you think the family was infected before they got to the house? No. no. You don't think so? And you no, don't think because that because they were in that Infected while they're in the house? Do you think... Okay. Do you think that they were infected before they got to the house? Like, we don't know how long this infection takes to start, sh- like, showing itself. They said a day. Right? Oh, did they say yeah. that? Because Bud, oh, okay. Bud, they said Bud showed signs, like, after a day. Oh, okay. I must have missed yeah. that then. Because I was thinking in my mind, like, if they were infected before they got to the house, like, that's how Sarah and Paul and Travis got infected. Yeah, no. I'm, like, pretty sure I heard them say a day. Okay. Because when they're in the room at the end, because they kind of figure out or have an idea that Andrew might be infected. So they say, Paul Mm -hmm. says, okay, let's all split up. You guys take food and water, go to your room. And like, he's being like super like nice about it. Like it's kind of like military esque, Mm -hmm. but like not really. Yeah. Just separating themselves in the house. Like it, it's like fucking coronavirus. Yeah. Like Like if, yeah, go ahead. If I have it, I'm going to I'm going to quarantine myself in one room of my house where my family is not going to be mm-hmm. and like it's kind of the same sort of idea, right? Yeah. And like at the beginning of the movie whenever they first come to the house, Paul is like telling them like, "Okay, we have we have two meals a day with each other. We clean, we do all this. We kind of want to keep a routine to stay busy." And like it makes sense. Like it's very mm-hmm. like military-ish, but like not really at the same time. Yeah, it's just keeping a daily routine so you have some sense of sanity, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they go in separate rooms, uh, and then they find out that Travis wasn't wearing any gloves whenever he picked up Andrew. So they're, this is yeah. where they say, like, okay, we'll hang out for a day to see if any like symptoms or stuff like um, exposed. Yeah. And then the very, like this ending scene, I really liked because it was really intense. And I, I really felt for Will and his family, even though they may have been in the wrong, but not really at the same time. I don't think they were, man. Like all they wanted to do was leave. Like, just give us some food and water and let us leave and you'll Mm -hmm. never see us again. So, like, I think it's admirable. Like, they're trying to not infect this other family. Because they, uh, Justin, or not Justin, fuck sakes. Travis. (laughs) Travis is doing his eavesdropping thing again, which he's supposed to be sitting in the room, so he's not fucking quarantining. But he hears (laughs) the kid, Andrew, crying and them say, like, oh, we need to leave. So he goes and tells Paul and Sarah. So they go out. Paul goes to the room. They both have guns at this point. And Paul yeah. like knocks on the door. He's like, hey, Will, like what's going on? Like Andrew's crying at this point. And he says like, oh, Will or Andrew is just upset or had a bad dream or something like that. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, well, like, can I come in? Like, I just want to make sure. 
like at this point, it's like, okay, it's fair game. You know, just wants to see what's going on, right? Yeah. But then Will doesn't answer, so they get he gets angry, and then he says, open the door. So he opens the door a little bit, and then this is where Will pulls the gun out and tells him, like, stay in the corner. Like, explain, like, we just want to leave. We just want some food and water. We just want to take, take my family and leave. Yeah, he said, just do what's fair. Yeah. Give us what's fair. Yeah, like if they're not robbing them, they just want to split. Because they brought animals with them, right? So they want to like split up evenly. So Mm -hmm. they're like making their way out. And as they're going like down the stairs, uh, Kim and Andrew are like down at the end of the stairs. And Sarah has a gun pointed at him. And he has the gun pointed at Paul. So he just says like very calmly, he's like, okay, Sarah... I just want what's right for us. We just want to leave and get out of here. So he's like on the count of three, just put our guns down and they do that. But then Paul fucking snaps and tries to take the gun from him. This Mm -hmm. is where shit like turned for me. Like I hated the ending of this movie. Like up to like this point, I like like the ending. Like I like this whole scene, but then this very end scene, I, I didn't like. Yeah. Nor did yeah. I. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you want to get into the final scene or do we need to take it? I can right. do it. Um, so, yeah, like you said, Paul grabs the gun from Will and, uh, like, forces him down the stairs. And like you said, like, Will and Sarah had, like, this mutual agreement. Like, okay, we're both going to lower our guns. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to leave and that's it. So, as... Paul is like forcing them at the front door. Sarah says to him, like, they just want to leave. Like, she's almost like trying to calm him down and letting, like, just saying, like, just let them go. Like, if they want to fucking go, just let them go. Like, and we never have to see them again, sort of thing. But then they get outside. And uh, does Paul just shoot Will, like, out of nowhere? He shoots him a couple times. Will do something. No, well, did Will do something? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But then, fuck Andrew. Like Kim puts Andrew down, and he takes off running. Yeah. And then Will, uh, Paul, fucking shoots him in the back. Yeah. And you just hear Kim like, like this blood curdling scream. Yeah. And Riley Keough is so good in this scene. Yeah. Um, like it's exactly how I would envision a mother would react in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just like kneeling down over his body and she's just screaming at Paul, like you killed my baby. Yeah. Um, and just like keeps repeating it over and over and over again. It's a fucking gut wrenching scene. And yeah. then he fucking shoots and kills her and all three of them are dead. Yeah. I think he shoots Will a and second then, time because Will isn't fully dead yet. Yeah. Yeah. So he makes sure that all three of them are dead. And then they go into the house and uh, they notice that Travis like doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. And like that fucking black shit starts dripping out of his nose. And then he goes to the bathroom and ends up throwing up and it's the black shit again. Um, And then basically like the very end scene is them uh, or Sarah, sorry talking to Travis saying that everything's going to be okay. Um, Like he can let go now, blah, blah, blah. And 
he ends up dying. It's pretty much the same like scene from the beginning of the movie with the, with uh, Grandpa Bud. Because they say the yeah, same exactly. thing, like, oh, you get his luck go now. Mm-hmm, yeah. But Paul is in the other room, and you see him crying. Yeah. And then, the like, the final few seconds is Paul and Sarah sitting at the table, and you can tell that they're infected. Yeah. And uh, they just, like, kind of look at each other, and then the screen goes black. Yeah. And that's the end of yeah, the Yeah, they're by themselves. Yeah, the just, or uh, Travis yeah. isn't there. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> But also during that scene, whenever Paul kills everyone, like Sarah, like, uh, oh, uh, during that, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry, that's what happened. Um, what Sarah shot Will the first time, right? Because he was yes. on top of Paul, right. smashing his fucking face in with the rock. Oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did I forget that? <laughs> I thought he was going to kill Paul. Like, I thought Paul Me was too. Dead. And at that point, I was like, okay, Sarah, you have a fucking gun right there. Like, he's hit him, like, mm-hmm. six times in the face with it. I was like, okay, are you going to save your husband or not? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't want to shoot the guy, just fucking take a uh, baseball swing at him with the yeah. rifle. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but then she does actually finally shoot yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And then Paul just hops up like nothing yeah, happened. And fucking kills the other fucking two and then kills him. Yeah. Oh. That was a workout. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, yeah, I mean, we're over an hour. Yeah. So. Uh, anything else that you want to, to add or or mention? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I was going to read over my oats real quick yeah yeah i think uh that's it and that's the way the blood splatters or the black sludge black sludge of death (laughs) (laughs) oh man i just realized i forgot to uh put the rotten tomato section in my notes so i'm just pulling up okay now (laughs) I'm actually doing it on my phone. I don't know why my laptop's being so slow tonight. Anywho, uh, what did uh, how'd you rate this movie? Um, so for story, I gave a three out of ten. Okay. Uh, this was a hard movie to rate, to be honest. Um, I yes, struggled with giving it a rating, uh, but I think. Like after talking about this with you, I think I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Like I'm definitely gonna watch it again. I think. Um, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, my story gave it a three to ten. Um, I like how they don't fully explain what's happening. Like they do it with dialogue throughout the movie, but then they also don't tell you what the fuck is going on at the same time. So it's like, I was confusing as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the beginning like what comes out at night like is it just like a virus that's going around like uh, contagion um, you don't really know um, I thought yeah. that the score really helped push the story um, I love the score in this movie um, I liked all of the characters except for Paul at the very end I hated him at the very end of the movie um, yeah. yeah so 3 out of 10 for story 
Okay. Quality, I gave a 8 out of 10. I thought the acting was really good. The cinematography was great. Um, I really liked the camera work and the different shots throughout the movie. Okay. And yeah, so 3 out of 10 and an 8 out of 10. It's crazy how it's like varied so I know. much. <laughs> All right. Uh, for my story, I gave it a five out of 10. Okay. Um, basically the same reasoning that you gave it, but like, it's not a bad movie. It just doesn't explain what the fuck's going on enough. Mm-hmm. So I think like you just said, like, I think, on a second on a second watch it might be i don't know we might catch things that maybe we missed in the first watch uh but i don't know yeah like the fact that we don't know what's going on there's zero backstory we don't know what caused this infection we like we know what it does mm-hmm. but we don't know where it came from or how they're getting infected or anything like that um as for the quality, I gave it a seven out of ten. Okay, nice. Um, I think I could probably bump it up to an eight, like you gave it, but I'll stick to a seven. Um, I said before, like the acting, especially between Christopher Abbott and Joel Edgerton, was absolutely phenomenal throughout the entire movie. But more specifically, that one interrogation scene—it was just like it's yeah. wild. And uh, like even Riley Keough, like she's pretty she's a pretty basic character throughout the entire movie. She like doesn't say too much. No. Um, but that final scene, she really, really showed what she's capable of acting wise. Um, and yeah, I mean, you said the cinematography and the score and everything like that. Like I totally agree. Uh, the location and the setting was good. Um, I like the contrast between the house and outside. Like, it seemed like every time it was daytime, they were outside and every time it was nighttime, they were inside. So it gave that like really dark feeling at night and they don't have power. So they're just walking around with, uh, with like lanterns and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I liked that contrasting feeling. Like you never really see them outside yeah. uh, or outside at night, I should say. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything else that I wanted to say, but I mean, on a second watch, these might vary a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, agreed. All right. You know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus. It comes at night, makes lethally effective use of its bare-bones trappings, while proving once again that what's left unseen can be just as horrifying as anything on the screen. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to say the critics rated this a 71%. Ooh, you're way off, pal. Really? The critics gave this movie an 87%. Wow, that was way off. <laughs> and it's certified fresh. Oh, all right. And that's on 252 reviews. So, I mean, like, that's a high number for the critics. That is, man. 
Like, I think that's the most reviews we've seen on the critic yeah. side. I'm going to, I don't normally do this, but do you want to wager a guess on what the audience scored it? Uh, fuck. I feel like since they're asking, it's going to be a surprise. So I'm going to say 94. <laughs> Oh man, forty four percent! Wow, the total opposite. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, yeah. that's that's a big difference. It is. That is a huge difference. Wow! Like the audience hated this movie. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So I mean, we I gave it a. 12 out of 10 so that's i don't know what like a 58 maybe percent. yeah and i gave it 11 so probably around like 52 yeah, 53 yeah so i mean realistically we're closer to the audience obviously yeah. but i mean yeah i could see this being a critics movie definitely definitely critic critics like the slow burns yeah. all right man you ready for the scare section let's do it This whiskey's making me like really fucking thirsty. <laughs> it's it's weird. You got water with you? No, I don't. Oh. Oh, anyways. <laughs> uh, what did you give it for a scare rating? Scare rating, I gave a 1 out of 10. I uh, was kind of disappointed. Okay. Thought this movie would be a lot scarier, not scarier at all. And I didn't even watch the trailer. I just thought, oh, I thought it'd be scarier than just based off the title. Yeah, I agree. And like the promotional p pictures and shit like that that I yeah. saw, saw too. Um, my scariest scene, uh, this, I mean, it was hard to choose, but I just picked whenever the ghost of Bud showed up. Um, it kind of mm. did surprise me a little bit. I didn't expect it because I didn't see that. Like, in, I didn't watch the trailer or any of the, the promo pics, so I didn't see that. Um, but it's only yeah. like for like a couple seconds. So that's probably it. And yeah. would I survive? I put I've survived COVID so far. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you? I like that answer. Uh, I gave the scare rating a two out of 10. I mean, it's, it's not a scary movie for like visual wise, I guess you could mm -hmm. say. But I mean, the thought of it is scary, like this unknown virus that's just plaguing the country or I don't, we don't even know if it's the country. Yeah, it's plaguing this area. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it it's not a scary movie at all, but just the thought of it, like what's going on? Yeah, fair enough. Um, gave it gave it one extra little <laughs> Um, my scary scene, I also said whenever Bud comes, because I mean, that's really the only yeah, scary scene that you can really yeah. use. Yeah, exactly. Because um, he looks gross. He does. Like it was, he, he, you can it was, didn't look really CGI'd either. So like, that was really no. well done. I don't think like, I feel like a scene like this, you wouldn't need to have CGI. Like just throw some makeup on him. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, Give him some sort of goop to have in his mouth and just have him like drool mm -hmm. it out. And I mean, there's your dead bud. My bud. <laughs> My bud. 
Uh, would I survive? I like your answer. Um, but I did say yes. I think I could. Um, again, we don't know how widespread this virus is. Yeah. So given the fact that they've stayed in this area, we can assume that it's probably all over the country. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in the event that it's not, I mean, just fucking pack your shit up and go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you just got to be careful. Like don't come into contact with people is what seems to be the solution to the problem. Yeah. Because like they only wear their mask and gloves whenever they're around people. And even like whenever they're driving to go see the family, they're not wearing anything. And even when they Mm -hmm. kill the two people, like I don't think they put on the mask and gloves. I forget, but yeah, like it's only in close contact. Yeah. Sarah had her mask on, but uh, Paul didn't have his on because he was getting smashed in the face. No, no, I mean like the two, the son and the father, whenever Will and Paul go. Yeah, okay. No, but I mean, Will was in the bed of the truck, so maybe that's why. It is six feet apart, so. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. All right. Cool. Well, was, uh, That's all she wrote. That was a, a better and longer discussion than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah, whenever I was finishing this movie, I think I had like 20 minutes left, and I was just like, I hope something crazy happens in like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. So we at least have something to talk about in this movie. <laughs> but I yeah, the discussion was a lot better than I expected, for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe a lot more happens than we really realized. Exactly. That's, that's what I was thinking to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like once our brain starts processing everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, normally we would do our captain Spalding section right now. Yep. But, uh, it's my birthday coming up soon. Yes, it is. So, Brooke has ever so graciously just allowed me to pick our next movie. Yes. And then I'll be like the week after. So, <laughs> yeah, almost. Um, yeah. So my birthday's next week, next Wednesday, March 10th. I think that's mm-hmm. Wednesday. And then we're going to take a break after that one and release our two interview episodes. Mm-hmm. And then whenever we come back from that, it'll be your birthday. So I thought it would be fun to do our second villain face-off of 2021 for our birthday episodes. Oh, all right. I'm down. You want to do that? Sure. I mean, I did want to talk about my dead dicks uh, Blu-ray, but... Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, never mind. Scratch that No, 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 I'm good. We can do the villain face-off. No, because uh, I need to fucking know what this movie is. Um, I, f- I forgot okay. about that. So, all right. So that brings me back to the movie that I was originally going to put up for our Captain Spaulding. Okay. Uh, so next week, we're going to watch Dead Alive. Fuck yes, dude. I have wanted to watch this movie for so long. Me too, man. And I just never yeah. have. Sick. I'm fucking pumped, and man. Me too. I think it's going to be a fucking fun discussion. Yeah. Sick. Uh, 
So yeah, I can't remember if it was an Instagram post or a story or something like that. But uh, Jensen from the Spook Squad was because I'd mentioned that I'd never seen it before. And he's like, dude, you need to watch this movie. Like it's one of his favorite movies. And like, it's always been one that I've wanted to watch. And I know how absolutely batshit crazy it is. So I just think it's going to be really fun. And it's directed by Peter Jackson, I'm pretty sure too, right? Yeah, which is kind of mind blowing. Cool. Um, I'm very excited. (laughs) Me too. All right. Before we wrap up for the night, let's go through those patron shout outs. Let me pull up my list here. Now that I know we have an app for this, that's fucking cool. Rookie. I know. You're the patron master here. Uh, Why is this not fucking working? Show me the fucking patrons. I'll get it. One second. One second. Why is it not showing me our patrons? This is pissing me <laughs> off. Do you want, to, want me to just go through them right now? You got it open? No, but I, I, you, you I got think it off, I know off the top. Off the top yeah. of your noggin? I just don't want to forget anybody, you know? All right, we'll, we'll uh, brainstorm together. All right, All right, so we got Michael from uh, the We Love Horror podcast. Yeah. We got Chuck from Chuck Goes to the Movies. Mm-hmm. We got our uh, one and only Josh. <laughs> we Josh Parsons. Parsons. Yes. We got our good pal Jacob. Mm-hmm. Our other good pal Jeff. Who runs our mm-hmm. uh, fantasy leagues? <laughs> yeah, got Anthony from Porcelain Peak, <clears throat> and our good pal Dennis. There we go. I think that's everyone. We got it. We got it. Um, before we uh, get too far out of this, uh, I want to give a little bit more of a shout out to Michael from the Wheel of Horror podcast. Because uh, he just did this fucking sick ass giveaway um, last week, and ya boys from Canada won the giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pulled the horseshoe out of our ass we for did. that one. Um, just want to give a quick shout out to Michael. Thank you so much for doing that giveaway. It like it's fucking sick, man. The stuff that we're gonna get delivered to us, I'm so pumped yeah. for it. Um, Put a lot of thought into it, so I'm looking yeah. forward to getting that. Sh- I mean, I don't know if we're going to use it because we got to split a coffee mug in half and a, a painting <laughs> in half, so you know, it might might be pretty hard to drink our car, our, uh, our morning <laughs> coffee, but we'll we'll figure it out, pal. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's a lad. He's a lad. Yes, he's a lad. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, if you want to find us on social media we are on Instagram at a podcast on Elm Street if you click the link in our bio you will see links to our Patreon account where you can get one of those cool shout outs Um, promise I'll write the names down next time (laughs) Um, you can find a link to our T Public account where we have some pretty sweet merch up there Mm Uh, there's a link to our Discord app, which or our Discord server, I guess I should say. Yep. 
um, where we are hopefully going to start hosting some more watch parties. I enjoyed our yeah, first one. Me too. And I think I think we got some good feedback. So I think we're going to do some yeah. more in the future. Uh, should we talk about the other thing that we maybe possibly have in the works? Or should we wait? I mean, we have lots of things in the works, so maybe... The 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 YouTube thing? Oh, well, I don't know how soon or that's the... going to be going up. What do you think? Okay, so yeah. we'll wait. <laughs> and it's it, it won't be YouTube, it'll be Twitch. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Facebook as well. Update yeah. there every so often, whenever I feel like it. <laughs> every so often. <laughs> Uh, once every yeah, couple of you know, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. All right, we'll talk to you next time, guys. See you guys later. <laughs>